Hello and welcome to the Chelsea News Podcast with me, your host Jack. In today's episode, we will be talking about some players under Graham Potter and what I think will happen with them, in addition to like whether I think they'll stay and what will happen in the January transfer window and the upcoming summer transfer window after this. Obviously, Graham Potter was hired kind of at the very end or after the transfer window had already expired after Thomas Tuchel had spent almost £300 million on new signings just for him to then be sacked. And now I'm going to have a look at some players. I've picked out six players as to kind of whether I think they'll be uh, sacked or kept on or what's going to happen with them. Player one I've put down as Aubameyang. I think this is quite an interesting one. Purely down to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he's a, very, he's a Thomas Tuchel signing. If Graham Potter was at the helm during that summer window, we wouldn't be signing Aubameyang. He's he's Thomas Tuchel's system player. They got on very, very well at Dortmund. And I don't think that he really suits this Graham Potter system. There's been rumours of Graham Potter looking to get in a player like Ronaldo, which could be interesting for the club, and players such as that. And I really don't think that Aubameyang, in the way that he plays, will really suit Potter. And I think that I I can't see him staying at the club for very long. I think if uh, if Potter doesn't really use him going through this year, then I think he'll leave this summer. He did start in Potter's first game, but I think that was more him opting for seniority more than anything. Next up, I'm going to go for Jorginho, just because I think that he's a type of player that really, really suits this Potter system. I think that Potter, like, he needs that kind of metronomic player in midfield, and that is exactly what Jorginho is. I think that Jorginho is probably one of the best at what he does in terms of being a metronomic, amazing passer of the ball in midfield, as long as he's got the protection. He doesn't have to be running backwards because we know what his pace is like. It's not great, as evidenced against Liverpool or Manchester United before in the season. And I think that he could be a really, really good player for Potter, just as long as he had that, has that protection, possibly from like a Gallagher and a Kante, if Kante can stay fit and everything like that. I don't know how he'll fit this system. I might talk about how he might play in terms of what formation and everything in the future. But as of right now, I'm purely focusing on which players I think would start uh, or what I think will happen to players in this system. I think that Mark Kukurea, I think definitely he's next up. And I think definitely he will be a starting figure in this Chelsea team. Just because he started under Graham Potter at his Brighton team and he performed so, so well under him. And I really, really can't see that holding up under Graham Potter at his new club. I think that, really, if you if you look at him, he's perfect for this Potter system. No matter how he wants to play, he can fit in at left-back. He can fit in at left-centre-back. He can fit in at centre-back. He can fit anywhere on the pitch that he wants to. And I can, I can really see this being like a really, really good move in the long term for the club. Obviously, there was all the speculation about, oh, is he going to be worth it for £50 million and everything to do with that. But I think that if Graham Potter's starting him and he's our starting centre-back centre or our starting left-back, I think it's more than worth the money. My only possible issue would be 
if Marco Correa is Graham Potter's star boy or is starting left centre back or left back or whatever, what will happen to Ben Chilwell? Because I'm I'm a massive fan of Ben Chilwell and I think that on his day he's probably one of the best centre backs in the world. And I really, really don't want to see him to kind of fade into obscurity if he kind of goes onto the bench after that ACL injury. And I think that really, if we can find a way to play them both in one system, for example, with Ben Chilwell playing at left back and Ben and Marco Correa playing at left centre back, I think that could really, really be a very, very good left hand side, as well as being probably one of the most attacking left hand sides in Europe. Should we play, even if we played like Raheem Sterling up there, that's probably the best side in Europe, up that left hand side. If you look at, like, in terms of attacking, Ben Chua, everyone forgets about how good he was going forward. Before he got injured in that, like, before he got injured in that, what was Thomas Tuchel's full season at the club, he was absolutely outstanding in attacking from that left-back position. Genuinely, he was the best left-back in the world. And I think that's a bit understated at the minute. Because everyone seems to forget that, because he had a bit... He kind of... No one really noticed, because at the latter end of the year, he was obviously injured and he wasn't really recognised for anything but I think that honestly if we can get those two playing together or in a rotation as I've said before then I think this could be amazing and I think that well we already have the best fullbacks in Europe in terms of it being Ben Chilwell, Marco Correa and Reese James they're absolutely outstanding any club in Europe would take any of them Reese James is the best right back in the world Ben Chilwell is the best left back in the world on his day and I think that, honestly, this will be interesting as to what happens. I've gone for Raheem Sterling next. I think Raheem Sterling's probably one of the nailed-on starters. He's a senior player now. He's in his prime. And I think that Raheem Sterling under Graham Potter, Graham Potter, in terms of how he wants to play football, I think Raheem Sterling's very accustomed to that because of Manchester City. And I think that for sure, Raheem Sterling is a good signing for Chelsea. I think he will definitely be a starter in this Graham Potter system, no matter what. I don't. I don't think much more needs to be said. I don't think that's really debatable in that matter. Next up, I'm going to go for Kai Havertz. I think that he'll start. I. Th I don't think this is nailed on, but I think that with the ability that Kai Havertz has, and with the style of football that Potter wants to play. I think that, really, if you look at the way that Kai Havertz can play when he's in that number eight role, I think, really, he would be the ideal footballer for Graham Potter should he really be given that licence to attack. And I think that he's probably one of the most underrated players in the world when he's playing in that number eight position. Because let's not forget that when he was at Bayer Leverkusen and when he was playing like that, he was like targeted by every club in the world Real Madrid were looking to go after him but they didn't have the funds at the time but then went in for £200 million from Mbappe whatever happened with that but honestly Kai Havertz is one of the best midfielders in the world on his day when he's playing and I think that Graham Potter will love a player like that in his team and I can really see him doing amazing things under the new English manager I think that just don't play him up top. I think that's what we got Aubameyang for. To get Havertz back into that role. And just steer clear of playing him up top. 
yes, everyone always goes back to, oh, but Thomas Tuchel's been playing them up top. I don't agree with that. Yes, he won us the Champions League in terms of being that focal point, that striker. And he, yes, he'd scored that like goal against Manchester City that sealed the win for us. But I genuinely don't think that like Kai Havertz is good enough at striker. He's not. He's not a striker. So I don't see why people say that. Oh, he's he's not good enough. He shouldn't be starting for Chelsea. Like he's not good enough at striker. But at number eight. He would walk in to almost any team in the world, probably only bar Manchester City. And that, and that's a fact. He would walk into Real Madrid, Barcelona's midfield, easily. He's so much more talented than any midfielder that Barcelona have in Pedri, Gavi, whatever. But he's overlooked because he's at Chelsea and he's not at Barcelona playing tiki-taka football all the time. He's been lumped up top, he's been playing out of position and he's still got loads of goals for Chelsea. He's still playing fairly well I would say. But that's my opinion, I'm a massive Kai Havertz fan on that. What do you think about it? Uh, there's also, and um, the final one I'm going to be doing here is Romelu Lukaku. I think Lukaku is, I think if Graham Potter can really get him on his side and get him playing again I think that Lukaku could be alright for Graham Potter, but I think that really he's done at Chelsea. He doesn't want to be here. I think that, yeah, he might fit Potter's system in that he could score goals and he's got good link-up play and everything to do with that. But I don't think that... Just the way that he behaved at Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel, I don't think that's good enough. And I think that we shouldn't give him another chance in terms of like wreaking havoc again. I think we sent him to Inter Milan for a reason, and I think... He's probably going to get a transfer there. And we'll see the last of him at Chelsea. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Chelsea News Podcast with me, your host, Jack. This has been about the players that I think will uh, survive and do well at Chelsea or not. Um, obviously with Aubameyang. But these are just some examples that I've picked out that have been talked about. Because obviously Havertz have been played out of position. Romelu Lukaku... Everything with the fallout with Tuchel. Kukurea, because he's Potter's boy. Or the player he used to really, really like at Brighton. Um, and Georgie, just because he wasn't all that great under Tuchel, I must admit. Despite him coming third in the Ballon d'Or, he wasn't all that great. And Raheem Sterling, there were doubts over whether he'd start. And I'm fairly sure that Raheem Sterling has a good chance of starting in this Chelsea team. But anyway, what do you think? Um, this has been my opinion what do you think? Thank you for listening to the Chelsea News Podcast. Goodbye.